welcome to How I Work, a show about the tactics used by leading innovators to get so much out of their day. I'm your host, Dr. Amantha Imber. I'm an organizational psychologist, the founder of innovation consultancy Inventium, and I'm obsessed with finding ways to optimize my workday. This episode is another My Favorite Tip episode. The title's probably pretty self-explanatory. It's about my favorite tip from each of the interviews I conduct. So my guest today is Simon Coronel. Simon was originally an IT consultant working at Accenture in Melbourne, but he quit his day job, so to speak, several years ago to become a full-time magician. Simon is now based in LA and is the winner of more than a dozen international awards, including two separate prizes at the FISM World Championships of Magic and Illusion, which I'm told is like the Olympics of Magic, and has also appeared on Penn and Teller's TV show Fool Us, where he did, in fact, manage to fool Penn and Teller which is very cool. Simon is also one of the few Australians to be regularly invited to perform at the world-famous Academy of Magical Arts in Hollywood. So I've known Simon for over a decade, and we actually met because my parents saw him perform at a magic show and were so impressed with his performance, they decided to get his email after the show and suggest that we meet up because we both studied psychology which I know, slightly random. Anyway, we have been friends ever since, so thanks, Mum and Dad. In this extract, we talk about the way Simon thinks about audience feedback and some very interesting methods he has for obtaining it. And even though Simon is a magician, and you're probably, you know, thinking, hmm, what are the parallels to my life if I'm not a magician? I actually think that there were so many parallels in the full interview that I did with Simon, and this is just one extract that I think uh, you'll hopefully find pretty useful. Well, this is the thing that I, a big thing that I personally am a proponent of. I have this whole, uh, I have a website and a, a sort of a short booklet I made for the magic industry called the Institute of Audience Studies, which is a <laughs> se- which is a semi facetious, like half silly, half serious title of. Because one thing that isn't a big part of magic culture is actually really asking the audience, what did you actually really think? And in magic, it's almost, it's considered taboo to ask people if they think, if they know how it was done. And the conventional bad wisdom on that, the conventional not wisdom is, I mean, there's a bit of it, don't ask a question you don't want to hear the answer to. So it's like, if you ask them how they think it was done and they figured out, they'll tell you and then that ruins it. But to me, if they have figured out how it's done, you need to know that because you need to fix that and make that better. So you have to risk the unpleasant answer, go, go into the valley of death to, to find the treasure. So I have this whole set of systems about ways to survey audience members, both formally and informally, verbally and on questionnaires, to really try and get inside what they're experiencing. So you're asking them, A, first of all, did the illusion work? Were you amazed? Did you experience a sense of something that seemed impossible and hence the wow factor? And then is, is that like, is that binary? Is that yes, no? Oh, uh, no, it's, it's, a, it's a sliding scale. There are degrees yeah, of amazement. It's absolutely a degree. And there's no real, there are a few kind of breakpoints that where you sort of draw a line on that spectrum. And the biggest one is just, there's sort of, this gets very blurry, but the best case is, purely in terms of deceptiveness of the illusion, right? Let's, before we get to entertainment and comedy and intrigue and personal connection and rapport and all those things that matter about a show, is best case is they have absolutely no idea and it looked absolutely impossible. It's that sense of what the hell just happened to physics and reality. That's what you're really going for, ideally. A back of it from that is 
they can sort of maybe the the question I always ask is if you were offered a million dollars if you can guess how it was done this is if someone goes I've got no idea no clue sometimes they're being polite and you need to check for that because they might think you just don't want to hear it I'll give you a million dollars if you can get I'm not but if you were offered a million dollars to guess and you have to take a guess so sometimes they'll go oh maybe there was a second card under the seat or something and you can tell that they're just floundering for something they don't actually seriously have that as a guess but they can come up with something so it's a little bit less amazed right Mm. because now they've got maybe a guess that's a great question i like that yeah and then because it's that a lot of it is how to break through people's politeness Mm. (laughs) because people are not used to people being good at taking feedback let alone being actively desiring the feedback. Yeah. So I've come up with lots of, kind of you know, verbal techniques to kind of get through that. So how else do you break through people's politeness? Uh, one that I've played with, I don't do this much now, but again, if in doubt, experiment with things, was going, uh, getting actually getting out a little stack of dollar coins, actually putting them on the table and going, I'll give you a dollar for every criticism you can make about the show, every bad thing you can think of <laughs> in any way on any level. I like, just, just start going. Just as sort of more as an object listen to kind of make the point that I am willing to pay for negative feedback. Like that's how much I actually want the constructive criticism. That's awesome. And things like that. But, <laughs> but that over the years, that question of, okay, for a million dollars, if someone offered you to try and guess the method. But the... And that kind of breaks through them realizing, oh, okay, this person is okay with criticism. Then you can ask the things like anything else about the show that was weird. Was anything distracting? Was anything offensive? Was Did anything not make sense? And that's where I've got feedback, like things how someone was distracted that my shoes weren't polished. And that's the thing. Things like that matter just as much as the magic because everything in the show is part of the show. And it's the same in any business, any product. Everything is part of it. Your packaging is part of the product. Your delivery is part of the product. You know, your demeanor is part of the product. Everything is part of the overall experience the person has when they engage with you or your business or your service or whatever. Mm. All of it matters, not just the core thing. How do you know when a trick is ready to perform? (laughs) Uh, You don't. You kind of have to just eventually suck it and see, bite the bullet, jump off the cliff. You, You sort of get you get a sense over time. That's a thing that experience gives you that and i i'm usually much more willing than most people in my industry to kind of take a risk on something unplanned uh i i have this theory that i find is useful for for me for unlocking creativity and risk taking is of all the of all the lines if you if you could you can't but for the sake of argument boil down the quality of a performance to a single linear scale and you can't because it's very multi-dimensional but just how good was this experience for the audience and again, not how good is the show or how good is the trick, how good is the experience the audience had, because that's what actually matters above everything. And at the top is, this is the best thing all of them have ever seen in their entire lives. There's, there's nothing, birth of their first child was not as good as this show, like the best possible show you could have. And at the bottom is, this was worse than genocide. Like it's the yeah. worst show, it was so bad. So you have the extreme scale. And along that, there are these there are many thresholds on that scale. And just below the best is it's the best thing for nearly everyone or it's the second best thing and there's an infinite number of lines and the two lines I think about the most personally I aim at the one where it's one of the best things they've ever seen in their life in showbiz or entertainment I aim at that and so far I don't think I've ever hit it I might have come close to it for a couple of people subjectively here and there with a couple of shows but I aim at that that's the standard I'm shooting for and striving for and I'll keep working hard until I can hit that and I probably never will it's I think of it as an asymptote but that's where you aim but I'm willing to take risks and let it all hang out 
down to but not below the line where no one in the audience felt like they wasted their time or their money. Now that's a pretty low bar, but many shows do not cross that bar. We've all seen shows that did not cross that bar. We're like, why did I, this was not worth my 20 bucks or my hour of my life. And if I, if I ever dip below that, that line, then my karma is out of whack and I should feel bad and I should beat myself up. But down to that line, I'm willing to try things out and take risks and see if, and experiment with crazy things. I like that. I really like the idea of putting labels on like a, what is a Likert scale. Yeah, basically. Like a scale yeah. of one to five, yeah, exactly. which are normally quite dull. And if someone picks four out of five, you often don't really know what yeah. they mean. Hello there, me again. So this chat completely made me think about paying people for negative feedback. I, I haven't done it yet, at least at the time of recording this, but it's definitely an idea that's stuck with me and I'm looking for an opportunity to implement it. So that's it for today. If you like this excerpt, you might want to listen to my full chat with Simon, which I link to in the show notes. And if you're enjoying how I work, why not tell somebody else about it that you think could benefit? So word of mouth is one of the big ways that this show has grown very considerably. Um, so thank you if you've been recommending it. And if you haven't, maybe you might want to do that today. Who knows? So that is it for today and I will see you next time.